This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And this week, we are going to talk about a topic that you hear a lot. Um, people talk about it a lot, especially in social media, et cetera. But we're going to take a, a unique angle to it. So we're, we've got a guest this week who is, first of all, he runs the largest SEO specialist agency in Australia. Yes, we're going international to this week, guys. Um, and he also has one of the largest SEO learning platforms in the entire world. So we're going to talk about that. And he has a proprietary system for SEO, for improving SEO. And so we're going to talk about that. And it's dirty SEO. If that doesn't entice you to continue to listen, I don't know what will, right? Um, so uh, without further ado, I want to welcome to the show Harry Sanders, who's the founder and CEO of Studio Hawk and Hawk Academy. Harry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Ken. Yeah, look, so I, I, I've been very curious. Um, again, I was doing some show prep and trying to dig in a little bit of, you know, sort of uh, what you do with Studio Hawk mm -hmm. and Hawk Academy. And uh, very intrigued to talk about Dirty SEO later in the show. But uh, yep. before we get into all that, t tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. So I've, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm 23 now, so I'm incredibly young. Uh, we've got a team of about 33 people around the world that do SEO, and that's growing about... 40% year on year now. Uh, I, I got into the game when I was 14. Uh, I started doing uh, SEO uh, for my dad's website as well as a few other websites that I had back then. And for me, you know, I was at school at the time and I loved, as soon as I started doing it, I just loved it. It was this perfect mix of creativity and logic. And it just made sense to me. Like I liked math, but I felt like there was never a way to apply that math. Uh, and I like the creativity part of a lot of subjects in school as well, but I didn't like the creativity with no way of really applying it. So, yeah, it's just this perfect blend. Um, and then, you know, I was doing it for a while and I actually got approached by an agency at 14 uh, to do some training with them. Wow. And um, so that was incredibly lucky. And I rocked up day one at this digital agency. As you can imagine, I, I rock up in a suit in a, not just any suit, a baggy oversized suit that happened to me by dad's at the age of 14 <laughs> at a digital agency. Everyone's in jeans and tea. Right. And you can imagine this, this 14 year old kid rocks up, um, you know, the whole ordeal. And they just look at me and they ask me who I'm looking for. <laughs> and so, you know, kindly told them that I was doing the training today and I've never seen someone's face drop so much, to be honest. <laughs> um, but they, they gave me that day, they gave it to their credit. And two weeks later, they actually offered me a part-time job. Um, so I started skipping a day of school and working there and, and that kind of just kept happening for the next few years. I was skipping more and more school and then... <laughs> At 17, I, I became what's known as a head of search at, a, at another agency. I'd actually moved across when I was 16. Um, so I had a team that I was managing and everything. Um, and yeah, it was just a really exciting journey. You know, I was only going to school uh, one day at that point. And uh, at 17, I just decided uh, I'll, I want to do this myself. 
you know, I think I can do a specialized SEO agency. And that's, that's really how it all started. Interesting. So yeah, you, I mean, at 14, holy crap. Uh, yeah. and, and what an honor, right? That they would even give you the time 100%, of day. hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, it got me my whole start, right? So I got to ask you, Harry. So since you, you showed up in a suit at the age of 14, mm-hmm. did you get a nickname out of that? Did you get, did you get uh, teased for that? Oh, I definitely got teased for that. Whether <laughs> I got a nickname, not that I was aware of, but I'm sure I had a nickname. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were a lovely bunch. Uh, just like, you know, and, and it is this era of, of digital where, you know, people don't really mind how old you are. Uh, even today, I'm you know still the youngest in all these boardrooms of all these, you know, massive, you know, massive like Fortune 100 brands. Um, but they respect that knowledge and that expertise. So uh, I was very fortunate in that regard. Well, it's, yeah, and it's obviously the way you carry yourself, right? So mm-hmm. if, if you walked in and you you looked like and, and sounded like a 14-year-old from a maturity perspective, et cetera, yeah. they probably would treat you like a 14-year-old. Correct. Um, so that should be, you should take that as a credit to yourself. Um, you know, I think that's, I saw it in the corporate world as well when I worked at JP Morgan for all those years, you know, there were young people who uh, were rising up through the ranks and, you know, it really just depended how you carried yourself. I think uh, in, in the, the respect you got or, or did not get. Yeah, exactly right. I couldn't agree more. So I got to ask you, I mean, yeah, you're only 23. So this might be a, this be interesting here because uh, you're so young still in your, in your career, but what has been so far your favorite failure? My favorite failure, my favorite failure um, was probably my inability to t- to stay small. Uh, so when I started the company, I really just wanted to be, you know, to be honest, a small, really small team, namely just myself. <laughs> um, and uh, about two years in, met my current general manager, Jacob. Um, he's a nice, nice guy, been in the digital space for a long time, been you know, screwed over by a bunch of agencies and he was on his last leg and he was about to be sent back to Tassie. And I felt horrible hearing that. So um, I, lo- I loaned him some money. I said, hey man, look, because we, we were, you know, started to become good mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I loaned him some money. I said, hey, well, why don't you do like a couple days working with me and, you know, see where it goes. And yeah, obviously, um, once Jacob started working there, it became more than just a, a little business of SEO and it became this this bigger team. And then over the next three years, we you know, just grew yeah. uh, an additional 30 people. Now, have you, have you found it uh, challenging to, I'm sure you've got uh, probably a, g- a good chunk of the folks that, that work for you or are your age or maybe even older. Has that been a mm. challenge for you hiring people? Uh, strangely not. Um, so everyone is older than me, uh, which is an interesting thing to think about, but yeah, every single person in the company is older than me. We have people as old as, you know, 56 in the organization. Um, and I think that's, that's what that experience at 14 gave me a lot of insight. Um, it's easy to lead people if you have subject matter expertise. Sure. Right. If I came into something if I came into, you know, JP Morgan, for example, nothing about like M&A or investment kind of stuff, and I started trying to boss people around, yeah, that's going to go pretty terribly for me. <laughs> um, 
But if I came in and I was the guy that just spearheaded like six of the most successful M&A deals in JP's history, you know, that kind of buys you some clout and credibility within an organization. And people want to know how you did that, regardless of how old you are. Um, and so that's kind of how we did it. Like even today, uh, I'm still a go-to resource for a lot of SEO stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this industry inside and out. We publish white papers and I think that's really where I want to be keeping it. Yeah, I know. The only reason I asked that is I know when I was in my corporate career and I was uh, doing pretty well early on and I got to the point where, you know, I was leading large teams and everyone on the team was older than me. And so yep. I know, you know, I mean, man, I was probably more paranoid about it than I really needed yeah. to be. But, you know, I, I was always in the back of my mind. Uh, yeah. People, what people thought, things like that. So, yeah, uh, interesting stuff. So this week we're talking with Harry Sanders. We're going to hit a break here. We're going to talk more about Studio Hawk and Hawk Academy after the break. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to the show. It is time for the Mr. Biz tip of the week, as always. This week's tip is a quote from none other than Mr. Thomas Edison. And the quote, I love this. This This is old school, man. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Boy, isn't that the truth, right? We all know people uh, that uh, that can that can apply that to. No names needed, but uh, we all know people. I'm sure that uh, that that quote fits, and they need to hear it. So uh, that is the uh, Mr. Biz tip of the week. Hopefully, you get uh, some inspiration out of that. Uh, but let's dive back into again talking this week with Harry Sanders, who's the founder and CEO of Studio Hawk and Hawk Academy. You can find out more information by going to studiohawk.com.au. Because again, as I mentioned. Harry is coming to us from down under in Australia. <laughs> and I, I will say as a side note, I do appreciate you coming on. I know it's, it's quite early for you there, Harry. So I appreciate you, uh, you getting up with us so early to come on the show. Uh, no, I appreciate it. It's always good to get, get started nice and early. Yeah. So, so tell us, um, that being said, and you kind of during the first segment brought us up to speed and, and um, mm. how you got to starting Studio Hawk. So, so tell us a little bit about Studio Hawk. What is it you do? What's sort of who you work with? How do you work with them, et cetera? Yeah, sure. So Studio Hawk is, is an SEO agency. Uh, in fact, a very specialized SEO agency. So uh, instead of your traditional full service kind of agency offering where you might do AdWords and SEO and websites and social media, uh, we kind of took a stance, drew a line in the sand, if you will, and just said, we're just going to do SEO, 
right? That's the one thing we're really good at. And if you look at like the trade industry, you have your plumbers, your um, you know electricians, or all those kind of specializations. Um, you don't really hire well for most jobs. Like if your toilet's broken, you're gonna call a plumber, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than a handyman, just just because that's where that specialization is. So we we saw digital going a very similar way, right? There's all these different paths. A lot of people trying to be an expert in everything, but the reality is we just can't know everything. It's incredibly difficult, especially when you get to these to these brands having very specific problems. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how Studio came about. We just said we'd, we'd own that one area, and yeah, as you would have heard, it's uh, done quite well. Um, the other thing is we don't do any lock-in contracts. Uh, we keep that tr- very transparent so that people know what's going on in the campaign and hence where Hawk Academy comes in. Um, so, you know, we've built out Studio Hawk to, to now a, one of the largest teams globally. Um, we just came top 10 in the uh, global awards for our industry, our awesome. global search awards. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. And so one of the big things, the uh, big challenges we had was people often don't know what we do, right? SEO seems like some magic fairy dust that you know, <laughs> someone will come along on a unicorn and wave around and, hey, presto, your website ranks. And, <laughs> and that's lovely, but it doesn't quite, you know, no one's going to invest in something they don't understand. So we came up with this idea of Hawk Academy. Uh, originally, it was meant for our you know, big clients like our New Balances, your Hello Freshers, your, you know, those kind of brands that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, as we were building it, right, we started deciding, well, this is good for everyone, right? If, if every small business had this knowledge or every entrepreneur, every copywriter had this knowledge, I mean, that would set the SEO industry years ahead. And, you know, COVID certainly helped with that. Um, so we set out to build it and we basically just, you know, opened the doors and everything we did. Every strategy, every detail, every nuance of what makes SEO work, we just unpacked in these videos. And, and for me, it was really important that it was streamlined, if that makes sense. A lot of online courses are not very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just kind of theoretical stuff and you learn a lot about things you don't really need to know. For instance, you, know, you might have a service business, but all of a sudden you're doing all these modules on e-commerce SEO. So we came up with this idea of a, a pathway system that's dynamic based on what you need and it kind of runs you through this pathway based on what your business is and then you go through that journey, only completing the, the sections you need. So basically it condenses down 22 hours of content to about seven hours. And seven hours is a much more reasonable pill for a business owner or a busy person to swallow. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah, and I'm, uh, it's interesting that you did that. I think you were, you may have been a little bit ahead of your time for that, Harry, because I know I've invested in some some personal development type things and same thing, like you said, the courses. and. I'll tell you, you know, I'm an ambitious guy and I, you know, dive into things pretty, pretty much head first, but boy, it is tough when you're, you know, going through, like say an online learning process like that and you click on, you know, next week's lessons, for example, mm. and you pop it on in the, the videos, you know, two hours and 10 minutes, mm. you know, right off the bat, you're like, Holy exactly. Crap. you know, exactly. it's like, and then you look at the clock and you're like, I don't really have two hours and I want to watch yeah. the whole thing in its entirety without stopping in between. And so I think, you know, breaking it up in, in that way. And 
you know, telling someone, hey, I've got 22 hours of video for you to watch as opposed mm -hmm. to seven, right? I mean, I think yeah. that makes a huge difference, I'm sure. A hundred percent. Even just breaking it down into 10 minute sections, breaking it up with quizzes and stuff, you know, having notes under all the videos. Like we've, we've tried to pull out all the stops here to, to get people to understand it. Mm -hmm. uh, added whole gamification systems into it where you, you know, progress and get levels and have leaderboards and um, all those kind of things. We found that to work really, really well when it comes to, um, you know, getting people to continue going through it. That's one of our core metrics. And we've got about 3,000 students through it now with some, you know, really great feedback. But the biggest metric I want to see is how many people have completed it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's really what we center around and we really just go, you know, through all these email sequences, everything like, you know, make sure people go through this. I mean, uh, to the point I'll, I'll fly over to the States, rock up at your house, knock on your door just to see how you're going. <laughs> well, you know, it's, in, it, I think it's super important though, because I know, I, you know, I've got an online course myself and I've got a continuity program and I know, you know, we have found that I'm sure you've seen the same thing is when people start to get disconnected and they're no longer logging in, mm. they're not long, they're not long for it. Uh, yeah. You know, they're not going to be around long and therefore they're not going to get the full benefit out of it. So yeah, it's, it's exactly. extremely important to keep people engaged. Exactly right. So yeah, that, that's been the big thing. And um, I just, I just feel like if we can change those education levels, I mean, we're just in such a better position where we're already in London, but we're primed to go to the US and start of 2022. And we just want to make sure when we get there, you know, there's as much understanding and maturity in the SEO space as possible mm -hmm. um, because it's just going to do wonders uh, for us and the, the entire market. It's going to displace a lot of poor providers once people know what SEO is and how it works. And that allows us to kind of, you know, wiggle our way in and, and pick up these kind of specialized jobs in that SEO space. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to, during the last segment, we're going to pick your brain a little bit, Harry, and get some tips on your proprietary system you've worked out of, of dirty SEO, which I'm mm -hmm. really curious to hear about. But in the, and we've got just a few seconds left here before the end of the segment, but I, I got to ask you, and during doing my show prep, um, you've got a super cool profile picture on LinkedIn of you <laughs> with a hawk. And of course, your company is Studio Hawk and you have Hawk Academy. What, what's the hawk tie in? The Hawk always tied in, you know, when I was younger, I, I really liked, well, even now, I really liked the idea of a Hawk flying above in a cast, which is a group of Hawks with impeccable eyesight, able to identify and swoop in where needed. And that's where that specialization kind of rings true. Um, you know, we're very specialized. We're not the, the bird that does everything, mm -hmm. but what we do, we do well. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that tie-in. That's very visual. All right, we're going to hit a break. Come back after talking with Harry Sanders. Are you looking for ways to streamline your business? If so, Pulse can help. Pulse is a CRM and marketing automation platform with many features, such as email and text message marketing, project boards, quoting and invoicing, and so much more. If you're a franchise, we also have a franchise-specific version with robust franchise management capabilities. Request your demo today at thepulsespot.com. Again, that's thepulse, P-U-L-S-E, spot.com. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, 
a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. As I mentioned before, we've been talking this week with Harry Sanders, who's the founder and CEO of Studio Hawk and Hawk Academy, based down under in Australia. So you can find out more at studiohawk.com.au. And I, I'll tell you, I can't speak for all the listeners, Harry, but this is this is the part of the show. Not that not that the first two segments haven't been great, but I've definitely been looking forward to hearing about your proprietary system of SEO that you uh, created called Dirty SEO. So tell us about mm. Dirty SEO. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, about a year back, we we came up with this uh, uh, almost methodology around thinking about SEO that that actually did quite well internationally, and we had a few people. Uh, really get into, but yeah, it's called Dirty SEO, which is a very attention grabbing. You can imagine, you know, that's what I like to come up on the stage and say whenever I'm doing a talking gig somewhere. <laughs> and um, it, it stands for delivery, infrastructure, relevance, and trust. So for some of you, that sounds very exciting. For some of you, uh, you just got completely turned off by that. Um, but hey, you know, if you're looking to get more traffic, I would encourage you to to unpack it a little bit further. But that that there are these four models that Google's essentially looking at. It almost acts as like this checklist for for how well you're doing. Um, so it's something we we do a lot of. Obviously, Studio Hawk in our campaigns, especially on the enterprise end. Mm -hmm. um, but also we we teach about it Hawk Academy. Um, now that delivery is where we talk about things like page speed, um, how fast we can render things on a on a site, all these things that Google wants to see, right? People don't. I think I think people still don't realize how important page speed is, Ken. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it is. Google have just straight up said uh, coming into 2021 that if you don't have strong page speed on a mobile, we're just not going to show you. Um, and, and honestly, and, Harry, I, I, I'm not surprised by that. If yeah. you think about it, we're only becoming more and more impatient, mm. right? Correct. You know, but due to technology advances, et cetera, we're used to things being faster and faster, certainly not slower. Exactly right. So they have this thing uh, called Core Web Vitals that, are, that have come out. You might have heard of them. You might not have. Um, you know, we've done a lot of posts on it, a lot of information out there online, but it really is just getting your website to load fast and be a good experience on mobile. So if we unpack this delivery a little bit more, it really is how can I provide a really good experience in my website for users and for Google, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things to it and there's a, there's a whole roadmap that I'm, I'm sure uh, might be in the show notes or something like that that people can, can access uh, and kind of run through, but that's, that's that core of, of delivery. Right? How am I going to make this better for those users uh, and search engines? Then you got the I, which is the infrastructure part. Now, infrastructure is also incredibly important, right? When we think infrastructure, we've got to think about the different things that might be going on in a website. Things like having a security certificate, things like how our website's structured. So, one of the best tips I can give you uh, today, if you have a service business, make sure you have very specific service pages and location pages. So we're really talking about this search intent 
of like what if, if someone searches for your business and what you do, are they going to find a specialized page for just that thing? Because if they're not, guarantee you they're going to find a competitor that does have a specialized page for those things. So that infrastructure is how we lay that out on your website. So it might be your example.com slash services slash plumbing rather than just example.com slash services. And if you have all your services on one page, Google's not super fond of that. So they really want to see this infrastructure. Or if you're e-commerce, um, last month we, we, we had a company that does about $1.5 billion here in Australia, uh, like Staples. And we changed one thing for them, one thing in that infrastructure category. And what we did was on all their category pages, um, we added text. All right, sounds, sounds silly. We added about 100 words of text on each category page just talking about the products that, that were in that category. And over the next two months, uh, their entire organic revenue went up 20%. Oh, wow. Um, which counts for 70% of their business. So we're talking about $100 million wow. um, just through adding some text on category pages. So, so that's really where I'm going with infrastructure, mm -hmm. um, making sure that layout and those things are there for people. Um, and, then, and then we head into the R, uh, so relevance. So relevance is, is having timely information. So that, that, that is really best done through a blog. So there's probably not an SEO specialist alive at this point that wouldn't recommend having a blog and posting monthly. Google have been not so subtle when they've said that anyone with a blog is considered an industry expert. And if we're looking at this dirty SEO methodology, we really want to be experts. And so having that blog is absolutely paramount, you know, 600 words minimum, 1200 words ideal, even if it is just one a month, really demonstrating to Google and users why they should work with you. It's a great way of getting information online, which is what Google wants to see. Um, and then heading into that last one, that last T is trust. Now this is where things get a little bit interesting. This is where we start future-proofing this model. So the DIR, if you will, are kind of what we need to do, a baseline, if, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but the T is where we start heading into and forecasting what's going to happen in 2021 and beyond. So that T, that trust is how we're going to convince not just Google, but users to trust us. And that's what some companies do well and others do horribly. And it's the idea of having, you know, awards, credentials, speaking, you know, a podcast like this can like that build trust with your users and audience. And search engines are getting really, really good at detecting that and understanding your presence, if you will. Mm -hmm. Just like your business has a, a brand uh, equity or relationship with it, now they're looking at people. So if you've got writers on your blog that maybe a subject matters in business, then that's going to look really, that's going to be really favorable for you. Um, but if, you're, if your writers are just some no-name kind of people that write about everything, then that trust isn't there. That expertise isn't there. And so that's what Google is looking to see. What credentials do you have? Um, you know, are there awards that you can put up? Are there speaking opportunities if you don't? Have you done a TEDx that you might be able to put online? All those kind of things that build that trust for you. It's, it's a process that we've done for Studio Hook as well. And if you have something like SEMrush, you can pull up our profile and see just how well that's worked for us. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we practice what, I, what we preach. Well, and I think that's extremely important. And I can imagine, Harry, especially with, um, you know, I think it sounds like a good bit of your customer base is, are service-based businesses. Mm-hmm. And in any given town, of course, you know, I can tell you I, I live in Columbus, Ohio. And gosh, if I go out and search for a plumber in Columbus, Ohio, I'm probably going to find literally 50 to 75 yeah. So how do I choose, right? First of all, how do I personally choose who I want to go to if I haven't been referred or recommended someone? Mm-hmm. And secondly, to your point, you know, who is Google going to show me? Mm, you know? Exactly right. And and that's where that's that's evolving. That that piece just comes down to we want to show people. I mean, if, if there's plumbers in your area that are publishing research papers or blog posts around plumbing and really show their expertise, I mean, they're going to be the guys you want to hire, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And, and by the way, most of their competitors probably aren't doing that. So Exactly. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Well, I'm glad I understand a little better now dirty SEO, Harry. Uh, good stuff. And makes perfect sense to me. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You shared a lot of great stuff. Thank you. No, I appreciate uh, the opportunity. And uh, I just hope more people take it as an opportunity to learn more about SEO as well. That quote you said earlier about seizing opportunity. SEO is not the most sexy thing. As we say, it's social is sexy, but SEO pays the bills. Uh, And it's a massive opportunity for anyone. And it's not as hard as you think to utilize it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you breaking it down the way you did certainly makes it much easier to understand. So thanks again, Harry Sanders, founder and CEO of Studio Hawk and Hawk Academy for coming on the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.